2: I'm for Forty Niners Rush Podcast. And
0: here's your host. John Chapman.
3: What is going on, Faithful? So glad to be with you guys this Friday morning. And we got a special episode. We don't do this often. But this man next to me, the honorable Tom Quartz, I don't know if that's your nickname, Tom, but it should be because your last name. Um, absolutely. With Rams Beat, we're doing a crossover episode, which we don't do a lot, but I love this dude. He's great. Consider him a friend. We talk a lot about podcasting and stuff off the air as well. Tom, how are you today?
4: Hey, great. Great to be back, John. It's, uh, it's Rams Niners week and it's coming up here. We had to wait two weeks for this. I know and you. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> man, that was crazy. And so, uh, no, really excited. I'm glad it's coming up and ready to chop it up with you.
3: Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, we're going to be diving into a lot, basically, get to know your enemy, even though we play each other all the time. I want to spend time diving a little deeper because you know your team much more than we do. And maybe we can get some questions from you as well about the Niners. And we're going to kind of dive in a different way and compare position groups against each other, kind of who has the strength and who has the disadvantage. But, before we do that, Tom, um, I know on Twitter, at RamsBeat, I know you've got downtown Rams. I know you do spaces all the time. Where can the Forty ers faithful follow you? And, and again, here's why I strongly recommend following Tom. You get very honest and good content that's not click like it's not clickbaity. sorry and you actually learn a lot about the nfl so where can we follow you and where can we jump on some of these shows
4: yeah rams beat and you know put out, put out as much unique stuff as i can but um uh but uh, you know try and find anomalies and statistical craziness and stuff like that but um but also downtown rams uh the blog that i'm editor of and uh so we're uh Booting that up, and uh, and so it's yeah a lot. And those are the two places: at Downtown Rams and at at Rams Beat, um, and then in spaces, uh, you know, do a crossover space most uh, most weeks and stuff. So yeah, just in and about, but mostly at Rams Beat and uh, on Spaces.
3: I, I will say uh, I, the very first time I ever did a Twitter space was with Tom. And so uh, I haven't done one since I got a little scared. I get scared of those things, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I just get scared. Like people jumping in and say crazy stuff, but I, I need to move with the times. I am too much of a stick in the mud. Now I want to start our conversation off with this, Tom, step back, uh, forget the 49ers, forget the Rams for now. What is it going to take to win the NFC West? If you had to put a number on it as far as number of wins, it's a down year, big time down year. How many wins do you think it's going to take for any team to walk away with the NFC regular season championship?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've actually been looking into this a little bit more uh, in terms of the remaining schedules of the teams. Um, if you look at uh, Football Power Index on ESPN from ESPN Analytics, they they break this down you know, in their own way and they have the, the Niners at a 50% chance to win the division and, the, and and then the Rams, the Cardinals and the Seahawks are all right around 16%, right you know right in that area. So it's very close um on uh but you guys are the the odds on favorites uh and so it's the only division actually where all four teams are above 15%. There's not even another division where all four teams are Ooh, above 10%, so even the Cardinals Cardinals are right there at 16%. Yeah, yeah it was cardinals SIAC. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the scheduling, though. That's how they kind of predict things and uh, forecasting. And, you know, when we set out, um, obviously, we had Buffalo and Dallas and Tampa Bay and Kansas City, which you also have. And But we had Green Bay. You know, all these teams, the Chargers, you know, all these teams that were, you know, had we had the, the toughest schedule on paper coming into this. and uh, But a lot of those teams have now fallen off, right? I mean, obviously, Tampa Bay. After what we saw last night isn't what they're they were supposed to be Green Bay is down. And so we're getting a little bit of a break. But, you know, to answer your question, I think it's going to be um, whoever can get to 10 wins uh, is going to win it. I think maybe more than 1 team will get to 10 wins and there'll be a tiebreak scenario where you guys currently uh, currently have the advantage And this game. uh, This game this Sunday has a lot that will have a big impact on that.
3: I have been kind of screaming from the mountaintops that I, I I see this game as the most important game left on the 49ers' schedule. Uh, I think this is number one. One, we're 2-0 oh in the division. We have one win against the Rams already. The 2-0 and oh against them, that would be huge. Now, Football Outsiders, they put out a tweet that I thought was really interesting. This is based on their own kind of metrics that they run and their projections. If the 49ers win, uh, I'll play it both sides. If the 49ers win... Then the 49ers have a 66% chance of making the playoffs, and the Rams fall to 26% chance. However, let's flip it on its head Rams win, they have a 57% chance to make the playoffs, and the 49ers fall to 33. Wow. Yeah, this is a big one. Big game. Would you argue, do the Rams have a bigger game on the schedule the rest of the year? Is this number one for you guys as well?
4: Well, I think that, yeah, it, it has to be right. Just because I think when, when everything sorts itself out, Seattle can't stick around like they have, and I'm not a believer in the Cardinals, um, you know, this year. So I think that it's going to come down to just like we had all talked about going into the season, that it'll come down to the two of us. So this has to be a big game. And, and you know, it's interesting, aside from the the uh, playoff math that you just cited, which is huge, um, probably largely because of the, the tiebreak scenarios, in head-to-head if, you know, we both have the same division record, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Then, but what's another big deal for the Rams is, and I'll credit Jordan Rodry with pointing this out from The Athletic. uh, She wrote a great article about this, is that this also could dictate what the Rams do the rest of the year. If they lose this game, and if they, especially if they lose it convincingly, you know, on the the bad side, then, you know, they might not be pushing all in uh, before Tuesday. And uh, but if they win it, it could change things and they might go for it. So I think there's a this has bigger ramifications than just simply the math of the uh, of the playoff scenarios. It has to do with what this team uh, wants to do the rest of the year.
3: I will say if I was to start a Rams podcast, I think it would be called ramifications podcast. I I like how you threw that in there. That was pretty impressive there. Um, I like it. So, uh, okay, so we've got it. Let's talk about this. Obviously, the CMC thing. Okay, you had three teams going after this guy, more than that. But it came down to three finalists, the Bills, who I don't think ever made an official offer. Now you're having some reports kind of leak out through the Athletics, Sports Illustrated, lots of different sources that the Rams offered a two and three this year and a four and five next year. Is that what you're hearing as well? And do you buy into that or were you out on that? I think
4: I think things were very close um, in these offers. And they were, you know, the agent. I'm sure was, or I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, uh, Panthers were playing both sides. And they, we, the reports are that, that the teams, you know, increased by by competing against each other did make the offer sweeter and make, you know, ultimately got them a better deal. So that worked out. That oftentimes doesn't work out. This time it certainly did. Uh, but anyway, uh, and yeah, that's what I think that the, the offer was. There's a question mark on that fourth next year, but um, I mean they were very similar. The fourth this year is what tilted the. Uh, uh, we don't have a fourth coming up so um, this year. So, you know, that's what really tilted the scales, I think.
3: Okay. I, now, again, I'm going to use my kind of uh, devil's advocate approach here. Is there a part of you that was relieved that you didn't spend all that capital to get Christian McCaffrey? Or were you one of the ones that were just like, man, this stinks. The Niners got the guy that we wanted. Um, this is a double ouch.
4: Yeah, I think that the – if. if- once you get over the idea that Christian McCaffrey isn't your average running back, I mean, he's a weapon and, you know, he's, he's one of the biggest yak, uh, you know, right there with Debo and cup and, you know, and some of these other guys, but he's one of the, the top yak guys in the league. Um, and that's rare for a, uh, for a running back, right? He's clearly the best running back. Yeah. You know, yak running back. And so um, I feel like McVeigh and Shanahan could really use him maybe better than somebody else can, like we saw the Panthers do. And so, and with surrounding him with a lot of weapons as well. So I think that it was a good deal. I think that uh, I wish the Rams had paid the price for him. We are, we're hurting hmm. one of the worst running games, if not the worst running game in the NFL. Um, and uh, obviously with Acres gone, huge void there. So, yeah, I would have liked to have got him. I think there was a, a good price to pay. No first.
3: Uh-oh. Uh, I think we uh, we just got a frozen thing. So uh, we'll we'll see here. I'm going to pull out uh, Tom. He's going to come back. Thank you, Clayton. Um, he, he'll jump back in. He's He's got that set up. So we'll see him shortly. Um, and, and, yeah, I love it. I love all the hashtag CCs. Sean, appreciate it. He says, the Rand sc- uh screen game is good and efficient. That's what hurt us the most against the Chiefs. We have to counter it with our own. And I'll say this. Sean McVay and his use of Todd Gurley in those two short years. Imagine if CMC was there now and they used him in the same way as they use Gurley. I, I, Tom said this, this statement that McVay and Shanahan can use CMC better than a lot of other teams. My argument would be McVay can use them better. Um, I I love Shanahan. I really, really do. And I, I, I do like McVay. I think he's a hell of a coach for sure. Way more aggressive but as far as, like, using a running back, th- you have to tip your hat there to McVay just because of what you've seen with when they had Gurley, who just retired from the NFL, and I think he's, like, 26, 27 years old, which is crazy. Um, uh, might be 28 now. Um, <laughs> Johnny, I love it. He says, frozen like the Rams run game. I love it, man. That is incredible. And l- let's be honest. The Rams have been bad against the run. And them going after a running back made a lot of sense. They do have Cam Akers, who's going to be a healthy scratch, which is, you know, that's huge in and of itself. But what are they going to do? Darrell Henderson? You know, this is one of the things I want to talk about with Tom whenever he jumps back. I I think I think that's probably their biggest weakness. And I know that they're in conversation for Alvin Kamara. Um, they're in conversation with some other big-time backs as well. And I'm so thankful the Forty ers were able to pull off the CMC trade before they could. And if the Rams do land Kamara, which I hope they don't, but if they do, imagine if he was in this game. It would change things drastically. Because Debo, and I'm going to talk a lot about this in my show tomorrow, my scouting report show, Debo has been the Rams' killer. And with his hamstring not practicing so far this week, I do expect Debo to play. But can I, I think that the pressure, let, let me phrase this correctly, the pressure for Debo to completely deliver the offense time after time after time again, it's now alleviated mightily. It's, it's such a big difference because now you have CMC. And CMC, can he could step in and do a lot of that. And so I think that's kind of important. Right. And so the difference that he brings in, it just changes things. Oh, we got our man back. What's up, Tom? Here we go. Yes. Oh, there we go. What's up, buddy?
4: I am sorry about that. I have one of the best. internet; <laughs> It never goes down. Of course, during hey, the, the live show, it goes down. So I my sincere apologies So.
3: No worry, we did have uh, we, we've got a little 49ers royalty in here from Johnny Dale. I don't know if you follow his Twitter account, uh, he or his, his YouTube, he does the best film breakdowns of anybody. He said frozen like the Rams run game. Uh, I had to throw that one in there, yeah, uh,
4: that's <laughs> good. yeah, no, there's no doubt, man. Well,
3: we own it, so yeah, no doubt. So, <laughs> so here's my question you guys and us injuries galore, uh, since before the season started, all the way through the season, how important was that bye week for you guys? oh it was huge
4: and we got uh, some guys back that hadn't put on the injured list we have so many guys on the injured list we're starting to worry about you know you can only bring back eight from the injured list and that's up from previous years and we're already we've already brought back four and there's five oh guys God, that. that we yeah there's five guys that we could have brought back or that we can still bring back that aren't season ending so um yeah no plume's down for the year i see johnny dell he's, he's out for the year so he's not one of the guys uh, along with two other, uh, linemen, Russ and Ingram. So, um, are all for the year, but there's five other five guys with four slots. And this and this is only, you know, this is only our seventh game. So they got to figure other guys are going to go down, maybe put on the uh, injured list. So yeah, there's going to be guys that are injured that that get healthy, that do not come back to this team. So, uh, and my point is is that there's guys like, like Brian Allen, our center and Kobe Durant and, and some other guys that haven't been put on the injured list that are just getting uh, um, that are just staying on the 53 and then they're just inactive. And Brian Allen's been one of those for five weeks. He'll be back. Durant will be back. We basically have nobody on the injured list that isn't um, uh, that that's not going to play uh, except for, um, you know, the guy except for acres. who's not even injured. He's just, uh, you know, been kicked off the team.
3: Yeah, that, that one's been a weird one to me. And, you know, from a fantasy, uh, you know, I kind of watching outside in, it just seems weird. I mean, he's got to be traded for peanuts, right? Like you can't really expect a big return there, can you? Or what do you think the Rams get whenever they trade him?
4: Yeah, I think it's a little bit like the um... – like the Jimmy situation that at least I, I thought was at least what I thought was the Jimmy situation. I think many people thought was that why trade somebody for Jimmy in this case, why trade somebody for acres if we know the team's just going to cut him anyway. And so I always felt like that was the narrative with Jimmy. Like why is somebody going to give up so much when they know that once he gets healthy, they're just going to cut him um, so they don't have to pay him. And then they can sign Jimmy for whatever. Well, the Niners had other ideas obviously, but that's kind of the case with the acres and acres nowhere close to the value that Jimmy would have been. But uh yeah why why trade for a guy when the rams are clearly going to cut the guy if they don't get a trade if they don't get a trade done
3: yeah i think that's the weird thing and so like i could see like a fifth or a sixth, perhaps uh if a team doesn't land and the crazy thing is the rams need a running back so like i i can't believe they couldn't figure this one out and make it work i, I think it's a testament to cam Akers. and that again if i'm a buyer beware um but the talent is there. Uh, we'll have to see what that looks like. And, you know, let, let's go ahead and start this. Let's, let's do this. I love this comment, Ronnie. He says, John, who has the better running back duo? I think you know this This question. <laughs> um, I don't think this is fair. Um, CMC and Ty Davis Price, CMC and Jeff Wilson, or CMC Mason until Mitchell is back. Like, he's asking the question out of the Niners oh, themselves. Gotcha. Um, me personally, I think TDP is the one long-term. I know Jeff Wilson's going to be the number two this week, but let's do this. Let's start jumping in. Um, and I want the people that are watching to chime in. Okay. I want you to type in SF or I want you to type in LA. We're going to go through these position groups and let's start at the wide receiver position. Okay. So the Rams get Van Jefferson back. Obviously you got Cooper cup and you got Allen Robinson. Now, if we're looking at the 49ers, they got Debo, obviously, who's got a hamstring issue um Ayuk's incredible uh, i don't really want to throw the tight ends in there part of that group but then you've got ray ray juan jennings who's hurt as well so tom um throw this up in the chat who has the better wide receiver group uh curious to see everybody's thoughts but i want to hear from you tom looking at these two groups what stands out to you and who has the advantage
4: yeah. I mean, if you're talking about a, a you know, a hobbled uh, Debo, then I think that the nod goes to the Rams. If not, and you know, let's just, you know, if we if we think of these groups as, you know, we're getting uh, Jefferson back, but if you're thinking of these groups um, from a healthy a health perspective, uh, let's just say Debo's just resting in and he'll be okay. Uh, you know, I think Debo and cup, you know, pretty close um, cups, probably a, a, the more uh, Debo's a, the playmaker that, that, that just like we we're talking about McCaffrey, right. He's, he's a, playmaker, but I, I think the Rams have a slight edge. I could go, I could go with it even. You guys pick up uh, the IUK factor over Robinson, clearly, clearly better. Um and Jefferson and I Jennings never would have guessed put, that
3: by the way. I yeah. really thought Alan Robinson was going to be a star in this offense.
4: Yeah, he just hasn't he hasn't hit yet. And part of it's due to the offensive line, but at this point you you got to get him involved. I mean it's you know a couple of weeks, oh Matthew Stafford didn't throw to him in the offseason, but at the end of the day, they've got to figure a way to get him involved. And to be fair, he's, he was uh, slightly more involved
3: um, in Week Six. Do you think that Van Jefferson will get um, some number two snaps in some two wide receiver sets, or is it going to be Allen Robinson's? No, still? they're sticking
4: with Robinson. I mean, they've got to they've got to go you know go with it this year, make it work, figure it out. Um, yeah, Jefferson will be uh, reintegrated. He's very healthy. He should, probably didn't even need to go on the IR, but they needed the roster spot. So. He's very healthy. Um, he'll get reintegrated, but uh, Ben Skoranek, who took his place at the number three, is playing that, um, is playing that hybrid position where he goes to fullback. And he's really popped our run game. Without him, it's anemic. With him, it's actually above average. So um, it's uh, you know I, I don't know what they're going to do there. I always wondered um, what are they going to do when Van comes back. So we're going to we're going to see. I think they're going to use him, and Skoranek. uh Q two will probably suffer a little bit. Uh, Brandon Powell will probably suffer a little bit on snaps.
3: I like it. I like it. All right, let's do a a big one. Let's go offensive line, which I would argue the 49ers have struggled, but probably not as much as the injured Rams offensive line, right? So you're starting five currently. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Jackson left tackle, Evans left guard, Allen stepping at center. That's huge for you guys. Abushi and then Havenstein at right tackle. Is that correct?
4: Uh, That's correct. Who did you say at, at, at left guard, Evans?
3: Uh, left guard Evans.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. That, that'll be who starts this week.
3: Yeah. Right. So, okay. Let's turn it over to you guys. Who has the better O line? So put O line dash SF or O line dash LA. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this one clearly goes to the 49ers, which I don't think the 49ers have a quote unquote top 10 offensive line by any stretch, but this is kind of the Achilles heels of both these teams, um, yeah. at different points in the season
4: is it better than 32nd? that's is your yes. o line okay so then you're then you okay then you guys have the better o line
3: you so, would put the you would put the rams at dead last offensive line group
4: i mean we started Brian allen came back he wasn't you know he, he he might help we were starting a guy who was going to the who was going to the police academy for the last 4 weeks he made the <laughs> he made the practice squad solely to run the 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 center position of the scout team um and uh and next thing you know, down goes Allen, down goes Coleman, Shelton, Back backup. And, uh, Dave Jeremiah, you're, you're up. He'd never snapped the ball ever, ever in any practice, in any session to Matthew Stafford in his life. Hmm. And he stepped into the game cause he can't, you know, and so, um, pretty crazy. Uh, but anyway, having Allen back's big, but yeah, it's, there's no way this, this Rams offensive line could be ranked anywhere, but, but last in the league. I, I, I mean, I, I, I challenge somebody to, to tell, show me a worse, a, a more beat up
3: worse line. I'm looking at pro football focus, which I, my least favorite thing that they do is O-line grades. But uh, just if we're looking at just run blocking the, for the whole season, the 49ers have a 59.0 grade. Rams have a 59.1 grade. So they are very similar in those aspects. However, whenever you go over to uh pass blocking, the 49ers who they don't really target, specific pass blockers they're sixth and the rams are 30th so i think that's the big difference and whenever the rams and 49ers played each other last time i felt like that was one of the deciding factors the amount of pressure hits sacks that the 49ers got on the rams kind of took that game under control did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand a little bit yeah do
4: you think, think that's so. going to
3: continue this week yeah
4: unfortunately I do and um when we get into the predictions at the end of uh at the end here this is going to be the key factor in my in my prediction I do think that D line uh there's it's so deep I mean I don't think Armstead's uh gonna play um they'll probably sit out through the bye uh which is you know obviously helpful um to the Rams line but um you still got you got Bosa back um, Abby Cambosa, I, mean, I mean, you see the, the, the depth there running Jackson out and Aminahu and Hyder and, and Ridgeway and Givens. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just this like a hockey line flying in there. And, uh, so I think they're going to, you know, put a lot of pressure on that, um, on that offensive line. And, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but I'll definitely, the nod goes to the Niners on the O line. No question.
3: Okay. This one's going to be interesting. Let's talk quarterbacks. So throw it up in the chat, quarterbacks, San Francisco, quarterbacks, L.A. Talk to me. Okay, Tom, Stafford's never been one to, quote, unquote, protect the ball. But the explosives have always kind of overcame that, especially last year. Led the NFL in interceptions. This year, he is negative two turnover to ratio touchdown ratio. Help me understand what the difference is between this year and all the other years. Why is it? the explosives aren't there and the turnovers have actually been magnified.
4: Well, yeah. And I um, you know the only thing we can compare it to is last year with the Rams, right? I mean, that's, we have one year of, of, of data um, to mm-hmm. compare last year, this year. And I'm not going to go back to Detroit, but last year, he had great protection with a healthy O-line that had great pass protection and they could run through their, their stuff and get guys open. And, you know, get four guys into the end zone, different spots, doing different cuts and letting everybody do their thing. And he's sitting back there, boom, 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 you know, cups double teamed. Okay. You know, let's go to Higby. Oh no. Okay. Throw the fade over here. I mean, there were all sorts of options this year. It's uh, you know, he's under such pressure. He's trying to force the ball, which he's happy, you know, happy to do as we know and the picks are coming. Um, but it is based upon pressure. And I blame McVay at this point. just kind of like oh. sometimes you guys blame Shanahan. He, know, last he last head week, head last week, that. yeah, no, last week we, last week he did turn it, he did change it up, and and gave him a a quicker release offense, knowing full well that you know two 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 seconds and that's it, um and there were a lot of things running outside, brought back the jet sweep and so forth and so on, so uh yeah that's what happened. Hopefully that'll continue, um and then that'll help him protect protect the ball a little bit, but he's not going to be able to drop back there and go through his reads. Um, like he like he did last year.
3: Yeah. And it, Johnny, he put, he puts this question up there. Are we talking isolated or behind the respective O-lines? I think you have to do it behind it's a package deal because we don't get to see it the other way around. And this is, you know, the practical approach to this. Obviously, Stafford is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think anybody would argue that. However, um they play behind different O-lines, which we talked about. And the huge advantage that San Francisco has on the offensive line, I think that. Equals the playing field a little bit, um, but I would still go L.A. Even though I think Stafford's been terrible, I think he's been terrible. Now, can the bye week turn some things around for him? That yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a big one there. Yeah, I um, think he has the right
4: scheme, and Jimmy has the right scheme. Let's just let's just put that you know in, in play, right? Um, yeah, I would definitely take Stafford, uh, and um, you know, I think uh, everybody would. Yeah, so.
3: All right, now let's do um kind of let's bunch these together tight ends, full backs, running backs, these all kind of together. Um, I, I think especially now with the CMC trade, I, I don't think this one's really debatable at no, all. Just, yeah, um, yeah, Kittle and CMC, but Kyle Use check's out this week. Ross uh Dwelly will be stepping in in those roles, but yeah, I don't think that one's really debatable. yeah, I uh, know so- um,
4: we have uh yeah, so yeah, we're we're just uh just depleted. Henderson's our number one, clear number one, and um, you know, Malcolm Brown's behind, <laughs> we brought him back and, uh, and somebody off the practice got Ronnie Rivers from Fresno state. He's a quick little guy, but you know, he is what he is.
3: But I will say that Higby's been awesome. Yeah.
4: For you no, guys. He's, he's been great. He's been great. I was, I was down on Higby. Um, and I felt like they should have done something with him in the offseason. They had a couple up and coming tight ends and I completely misread that situation. And, uh, um, so
3: All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. But before we do, uh, man, I I hope you bet with us last night. I kept telling everybody, bet the Ravens, bet the Ravens. Uh, That came through, which I'm excited about. We're going to be posting um, all of our bets this week over on Patreon, patreon.com slash 49 Podcast. We hit another good week last week, so we are big-time positive on the year, going to keep that trend going. But if you haven't joined us yet, this is your opportunity. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at MyBookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. MyBookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season... Double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit 250 you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And, again, it just sets you up completely. MyBookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us. MyBookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie all right let's jump to the other side of the ball let's start on the back end let's go a different order this time let's do secondary as a whole so your corners and your safeties tied together obviously you got ramsey who's just one of the best if not the best in the biz uh now the safety position uh taylor rapp has been good scott i like hills coming back which is nice for you guys uh, but yeah. So throw in the chat who has the best secondary 49ers who now we got Jimmy Ward back. And I want to talk a little bit about this. He's going to nickel Tom. How do you feel about the fact that Jimmy Ward is going to be a nickel probably playing a lot of snaps against Cooper cup. Are you excited about that? Cause I'm not excited about it.
4: Yeah. I mean, anytime, you know, he, any the reason he has so many receptions is, is that anytime he's you know single cover, he's, He's such a. He's just his moves, his route running is so solid. Um, you know he's going to get open against most guys, um, man on man. But they usually play a soft coverage up up on him when he's in the slot, and then play somebody over the top. And uh, and so you know if he's going to go man on man, he's going to uh, he's going to get his he's going to get his way against most people. It doesn't matter if it's Jimmy Ward. Yeah. And um, but if it's a soft coverage, he tries to find his way through, and he usually does. So you know Cup's going to get his. Let's just put it that way. And uh, then it's going to come down
3: to whether Robinson and and
4: Jefferson and Skorana can get involved.
3: Yeah. And that, that's the issue is like, I don't like that matchup. However, I like the 49ers corners. I think demo has been playing great. I think Charverius Ward has been great except for last week. Tala Nohufunga is playing like a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, Tyshawn Gibson has been very consistent. So like, I think consistent wise, uh, I would go 49ers but definitely top end talent Ramsey kind of throws the cake there. So am I, I don't know. I am going 49ers here. So I know our secondary is a mess, but Tom, who do you give the advantage to secondary wise?
4: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's pretty close. Uh, you know, I do, I think with Ramsey coming back and starting to play again, you know, he, he, he kind of took the playoffs off last year, in my opinion, in the first couple, we thought he was, it might've been done. And, um, and if it, it, boy, if he's done, it would have been, you know, the, the beginning of the end for the Rams, right? If, if, if he starts to slide and then who knows what else goes, but yeah, these top end guys have to stay healthy and competitive for this team build to work. And so, but I think he's back, he's playing solid. Um, we got, you know, Nick Scott's back there. Jordan Fuller is hurt. Uh, so until we wrap, as you said, we got all of our corners back, some of our younger guys, um, Gary and Kendrick, Kobe Durant got a lot of reps because when Hill was out and, and so right. forth, so, um yeah i put it i would uh i would i would put it even i'll tell you what if i hadn't seen what happened to you last week i might give you the nod but after i saw last week javarius lord i mean it was you know it wasn't pretty it was bad and you know it was a team a team overall effort so um after seeing the vulnerability back there i would i would put it maybe pretty close to even it could go I, either way but yeah
3: I don't know if you saw next-gen stats. They graded the Patrick Mahomes versus the 49ers game, the number one quarterback game they have ever graded since next-gen stats uh, no. started. Number one wow. all time. time, um, which I, I think they've only been doing it for like six years, but That's it a was time. a pretty damn good game. Uh, yeah. And watching that yeah. defensive film hurt really, really bad. Now let's go to, I would argue, the 49ers' best position um, is the linebacker group. However, Aziz is out. Uh, Dre Greenlaw has a practice all week with a calf issue. Now I do believe Drake Greenlaw is going to play, but that is just my 100% just guess. Um, don't know at this point. Uh, I will argue that that defense fell apart when Greenlaw went out of the game. Now you got Bobby Wagner, you got Jones on the other side as well. He's played really, really well. Um, so 49ers, uh, linebackers versus, um, the Rams linebackers. Who gets the nod? And my question for you in this group is, how do you feel about Bobby Wagner in space against Christian McCaffrey? You guys saw it your very last game. And so I feel like there's going to be a lot of moments where Wagner's either against Kittle or Wagner's against CMC. How do you feel about those matchups?
4: Yeah, I I really hope that the Rams take a page out of the uh, championship game defensive strategy. And, um, and which they didn't do as, as often as I would have liked to see in, in the first matchup, kind of drop back into our traditional defense. And, uh, you know, the result was was what it was. So um, I really hope they bring a third guy up into that box, center, whether it's rap or um, uh, interestingly, uh, we reactivated a guy who was on our non-NFI list um, the whole year uh, in Travin Howard. And so, uh, our third linebacker. So, it'll be, uh, that was kind of an interesting thing that they did there because it takes one of those eight spots. So, I don't imagine they do that unless they plan to use him. Uh, anyway, does so, the
3: NFI coming back take an eight spot?
4: Yeah, it does. It does? Definitely <laughs> does. Yeah, the pup doesn't, but the NFI does.
3: There you go. They, yeah. They're going to punish those people for playing basketball in the offseason, can't they? Yeah, exactly? yeah,
4: exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the only difference between NFI and IR is that the guy doesn't get paid while he's – or he doesn't have to get paid. Most teams do pay him, especially if the, if they're a rookie guy. You know, hey, you need to put some food on the table. But uh, most teams end up paying him, but you don't have to pay him under the collecting bargaining agreement. But anyway, so, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, linebacker position, uh, if it's Warner, Greenlaw, uh, a healthy Greenlaw – against uh, Wagner and Jones. Um, I would say it's, it's, you know, sl- probably I would say it's pretty even, but that's a little bias. Probably. I know that, you know, I, I know that those guys in their primes are, are both tough. So maybe Wagner a little bit pushing the edge a little bit on slowing down and um, and uh, Jones's youth, um, you know, maybe tilts it your way a little bit, but there aren't many linebacker positions in the league where that would, that I would even say that I, I feel like, that is one of our strongest positions. And, uh, but Bobby is going to need help and coverage, as you pointed out.
3: Yeah. I would say both these teams are top five linebacking groups for yeah. sure. Um, and that's, that's being generous, like probably top three or top four. Um, they're that dang good. Now, DFF and Johnny, he says, uh, you know, if Flanagan fouls is playing, then it's yeah. LA yeah. by a mile. Um, yeah, that's, and that, that scares me.
4: That's 100 percent. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to look at this as in terms of, you know, benefit of the doubt, right, as opposed to, oh, if this guy's out, you know, and we don't know that. I think Greenlaw will be out um, personally. Uh, he was wearing that boot and everything last week at the end. And, and I, I so, uh, you know, I, I, I root for people to play. I'm optimistic. I'd rather I'd rather play the best version of any team um, and uh, see Same. how we fare, you know, but uh, that's just me.
3: Now, best version of each team, defensive lines. And I feel like this, you could make a documentary about this one. Um, Who has the best defensive line? Um, Throw it up in the chat. D-line SF, D-line LA. I mean, you've got two of the best defensive linemen in the entire NFL. Aaron Donald, obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer. Nick Bosa, who's, you know, was leading in sacks before he missed um, six quarters. But I think he's second in sacks in the NFL. He's playing great. But outside of that, a lot of guys missing. Um, Armstead out, Ken Law out, that hurts for sure. Mar- uh, Samson Ebercom's banged up, which I love the revenge game factor. And I thought he played so well against you guys mm-hmm. in our first matchup this year. Curious to see how he's going to do. So, Tom, in your opinion, who gets the nod here on the defensive line? Is it the Rams um, or is it the 49ers? And I don't think there's a wrong answer here.
4: Yeah, with arms, I mean, if we're looking at it for this week, you know, with Armstead out, um and uh y- you know I don't see uh uh, K- uh was it kidla or whatever is a, a big, yeah, as, well. as a big deal but um I feel like I feel like it's just Bosa and and Donald um obviously Donald's gonna get the nod over anyone in the league but Bosa's, you know again we're mince you know uh, parsing you know parsing.
3: two most double team players of the NFL yeah you right. know so they're both yeah. they're both
4: studs right Let's just put them up there together then and then after that, You know, we look at Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, who, you know, I love both of those guys on the inside. Um, You guys got, uh, you know, Ridgway, Gibbons, um, you know, primarily. And then, so, you know. uh,
3: Defensive ends, I'd go 49ers. Defensive tackles, I'd go Rams. Yeah, I
4: think that's a fair. Yeah, our defensive ends aren't playing well. I mean, they're playing better than people think. We're not getting sacks, and I think sacks were. I won't even say one of the most overrated stats in football. I'll say the most overrated stat in football. Um, and uh, it might not even be close. I mean, that's a really rough stat, especially the way teams are playing these days and getting rid of the ball quickly and stuff. So, you know, it's just about pressure, win rate um, on the run, pressure, win rate on the pass. And those are our, our defensive ends um, are, are actually rating out pretty well, but uh, they could be better and we need more pressure if we're going to run that too high uh look, the rest of the year and like we did last year you need to get pressure from four and we're not doing as good of a job as we can but I would give you I would I would agree You're, you've got the ends we got the inside um but both uh both sets aren't bad
3: yeah, now if I don't even want to do specialties, but y'all win hands down. Well, we're 32nd, <laughs> uh, dead last. No matter we fired our coordinator, doesn't matter. We're still the absolute worst in specialties, which is going to cost us some games. It already has, uh, sadly. Now, if you are going to the game this weekend, uh, do want to say come out and hang out with us. 49ersrushroadtrip.com Saturday from 3 to 8. We're going to be at the fountain um, in LA, which is going to be a blast. And we got our tailgate all set up, man. We're going to be out in the pink. Um, lot P um in the pink zone which is going to be awesome right off of Yukon and Century you'll see all the flags you'll see me out there uh with the r- rosy cheeks and all that stuff come party with us 49ersrushroadtrip.com now i would be remiss i would be upset if we left this show without knowing tom courts uh predictions on how this game's going to go
4: yeah so this is the first Uh-oh. uh oh yeah i'm scared to say it. i've never I've never uh, not that I've been podcasting or coming on, you know, crossovers and stuff for very long. I'm pretty new to it. But in in the short time that I have, I've never picked against the Rams and rightly so. You know, they've been they're a solid team. Um, Always have been since I've been doing this. And so uh, never picked against the Rams yet. And um, most of the time I'm coming out on on the the right end of that. This is the first time. But I always said, if I don't think that the Rams are going to win, I'm going to say so. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think that offensive line is going to hold up. I think every week we cross our fingers and hope it does. Um, you know, and so we have a UDFA on the left now. You know, Larry Jackson's been playing great. You know, anywhere. everybody's thinking he might replace no long term. Um, but, you know, so this is a UDFA coming off. He's going to be our left tackle. Maybe this week and maybe for the rest of the season and maybe in the future. Uh, Bobby Evans has not played well. Um uh Allen, I'm not a big fan of, but you know, he's our best center, uh, you know, or second best center, our backup was better, and he's he's out for the year, or he's out, he's on IR Shelton. Anyway, the bottom line, it's a mess. Abushi, he got bullied last week. Um, and Havenstein he isn't even playing, he's having his best year, you know. He's he's been letting it down too. So I just don't see it. Um, I think that you guys running that hockey line at us, you know, with all those guys, even with the armstead out and kidlay out, it's gonna be too much. And um, I don't think we're going to be able to develop enough in the passing game. Uh, we'll, we'll get ours, but I'm going to go with. Uh, I, mean, I think there's some turnovers
3: that are that are going to happen that are going to throw it as well.
4: I'm going to go 31-17 Niners.
3: Ooh, that's a big. That's a that's a, that's a big one. I think we won the first matchup by 15. That'd be rough. Um, and I, I do have the Niners winning as well. Uh, I got it a lot closer than you do. I got 23 to 20. In um, a field goal matchup, just because it seems like neither of these teams cash it in in the the red zone, but it, it's it, I believe the NFL is a matchup game. I really, really do, and this unfortunate. I don't know why. It just seems like this matchup has just gone the way for the 49ers, albeit not when it mattered most. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think the 49ers come out on top. So, Tom, I just want to say thank you. Really, really appreciate your time, your perspective, um, just how you see things. And not only that, but y- you don't allow your fandom um, to blind you. I picked against the 49ers last week against the Chiefs. Um uh, not enough to bet against them probably should have but uh yeah that's what it was so sometimes we got to go against our hearts and, and hopefully that's what sets us apart from some of the other people so tom um go follow this man he's incredible at Ramsby on twitter uh just does a great job uh what are the best people if you want to have a respectful conversation about football even though you are rivals and that's what uh we're about here so tom uh, any closing remarks before we jump out of here no, just say, I, you
4: know, I say this anytime our, our fan bases get together or it's on spaces or, or wherever it is um, that I feel uh, I feel very fortunate that A, the Rams are back in L.A., and now that they're back in L.A., we have a NorCal-SoCal football rivalry with both teams being good. They've both been good essentially the whole time that the Rams have been back. Um, Shanahan, McVay showing up at the same time, right, with the Rams coming back, and and both teams are, you know, fighting in conference championships, getting to Super Bowls and, um, you know, competing for weapons with each other. Like, I just say enjoy it. Like, you know, hey, we want to win, but it's not a failure if, if you lose. Right. I mean, we get to enjoy as fans. We get to enjoy uh, a rivalry that we can't certainly count on. is going to last forever. So enjoy it while we can uh, during these windows. And um, that's how I feel it. You know, and, and you know, may the best team win. It's painful. You take some some trash talk from some people living in California, but that's the nature of a rivalry. And I'm glad we have it. We didn't have it for a long time and I'm, I'm just happy to have it back.
3: Yeah. And I think you just got a very healthy way at looking at sports and fandom. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. You lose hope a lot of times, but this is a beautiful thing. Uh, the blood gets puppet. You got the back and forth. I freaking love it, man. And so Tom just really do appreciate your time and what you do. Uh, best of luck. I guess I should say Sunday yeah. <laughs> and excited. Now, next time you come out to LA, we got to link up, man. Uh, we got to yeah, get LA. together, have a beer, a sandwich or something, man, but I appreciate you, Tom. Thank you so much. And until next time, appreciate everybody out there. Clayton behind the scenes, you crushed it. Stay strong, faithful.